Blog Talk Radio. Radio show. This is your host, Noah Lovo, broadcasting live from the great state of Indianapolis, Indiana, where the weather is cloudy. Looks like uh, there might be some chance of rain. If not, just an announcement that the snow is on the way. Welcome, welcome to Zato's Radio Show. You were just listening to John Clegg, uh, the South African musician who was actually part of the first uh, integrated band in South Africa, mix, mixing white people and black people. So that was the lead singer. And the title of the song, Asimbonanga, also known or referred to sometimes, Asimbonanga Mandela, uh, simply meaning we have not seen him. So the song was originally done in 1987 on an album called Third Wild Child, and the lead singer is John Clegg. Unfortunately, the gentleman passed on uh, just recently, so I wasn't even aware that the gentleman died, but that's a song some of us grew up listening to, of course, those terrible times in South Africa, um, apartheid people, 
correcting the injustices that existed at the time. A beautiful, beautiful song once again by a, a, a band called Sabuka and the lead guy, John Clegg. Uh, Zanus Radio Show this afternoon will be talking to... It's a, two, it's a two-part series, a continuation from last week. Last week, we started talking about the making of the movie, uh, the KK movie, The Struggle. So this is a part two continuation from last week. So just waiting for our guest to join us. So the guest, of course, is the producer on, of the movie itself that is currently... Uh, uh, making its way through the process of production because there's just so much that has to be done to get a movie up on the screens in the theaters. So we'll be learning from the gentlemen along with the team members who are part of the process working to tell the story of, of course, our first Zambian President Dr. Kenneth David Kaunda. This is a gentleman who is well known in Africa, well known in Zambia, of course. Everybody knows uh, uh, who KK is. Kenneth Kaunda, sometimes referred to as KK. So the, the gentleman is getting up there in age. So uh, it's, it's important for, this, for his story to be told especially while he's still around. We know that the time is somewhere in the 90s, and of course, uh, we would like for the movie to be ready and be out there uh, on screens around the world, and of course, Zambia, telling the story what happened uh, prior to independence, during the independence struggle, and after independence, because most of us, we just uh, know that President Kaunda was a first Republican president, but the story behind how he got to uh, be president, the people who helped background, the people who were uh, actively involved in the struggle. So all those people who were um, part of the struggle uh, uh, you see, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. So the interview, this project, uh, from what I've been told, it has taken eight to thirteen years. So this is maybe the thirteenth year. So a lot of interviews, a lot of discussions, a lot of just phone calls, a lot, a lot of traveling back and forth just to. Um, piece the story together, because of course the story uh, for Zambia started way before 1964, so now that's 56 years ago. Now you have to go past 56 years, uh, and you know most of the people who were young at the time, this time now, they are sort of um, getting uh, up there in age. So Frank, along with the team, they will be able to share a little bit on what they have been doing, what needs to be done, and who is doing what. So I have one of the people who's working on the show, 
this is Chansa Kafwimbi. She's also a DJ, I think, for DC Talk in Zambia. Uh, she's part of the project. So let me see if I can, uh, we can establish a good connection for her to share some thoughts. Hey, Chansa, how are you? Good, good. How how is Zambia? How is the weather out there? What time is it there? Okay, so the time is nine zero eight, and the weather is amazing. It's cold tonight, but then it was burning hot earlier on. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the on this side of the world, it's actually getting cold. So it's I think somewhere in the forties, and that side it's 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 burning up, it's firing up. So it just shows that... Yeah, keep coming, like the wind would come, and after they, they go, the heat comes back. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So no, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, so I just wanted just to uh, touch base with you in terms of uh, what is your role on the show, I mean, on the production of this movie? Can you bring the listeners up to speed on what has been done and what remains to be done. Okay, so basically on the show, I am the associate producer, which also means that I'm the production manager. So my job is basically to help the producers get around and make sure that uh, we get where we need to get. And probably if there are any interviews, any meetings to be attended, uh, with, and the pitches to be done to potential sponsors of the film are done. So basically, I keep checks with everyone to make sure that we are moving. Okay, oh, that's good, that's good. And so let me also say hi to Mr. Jimmy Katuta. He is also uh, working on this project. And also, I just want to announce to our listeners that we are waiting on the uh, main producer for the show, who is Mr. Frank Kasonde. So we're just waiting for him. He is uh, going to be calling us directly from South Africa. And so let me go ahead and connect uh, Mr. Jimmy Katuta. He is right here in the United States in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to our show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I apologize for coming on a little late, but it's, it's again, as always, uh, Mr. Andulovi, it's, it's an honor, and we thank you so much for this opportunity, for you giving us this platform to share the news, and we're very, very excited, and we are, we're grateful. We're grateful that you take the time to help us put the word out there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Anything to help our uh, move this agenda uh, it's it's a commendable job. So I see Mr. Frank Kasonde has joined. So let me welcome uh, Mr. Kasonde to the program. Uh, Mr. Kasonde, how are you doing? Don't know how are you doing. Hmm? Oh, we are good on this side. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you for hosting us. We really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, we know last week we had some challenges with the weather. Uh, raining, so we are hoping uh, for our purposes this afternoon that at least we'll have a firm connection and 
uh, we won't have the same situation as last week. So we can only hope. So again, welcome, Mr. Uh, Katuta and Mr. Kasonde. Yeah. So for those who are just joining us, the Zanus Radio Show, this is a part two, a continuation of the show. This is a continuation of the show we had last week. Last week we had part one where we were talking about the making of the movie uh, for Zambia's first Republican president. This is, of course, Dr. Kenneth David Kaunda. And today we are continuing the conversation uh, so that at least we inform our listeners uh, about the movie, when what has been done, when the movie is coming out, and all that good stuff. So let me go back to Mr. Frank Katsonde, who is joining us from South Africa, to share a little bit uh, about this movie. So before we start, I just want to ask Mr. Katsonde, tell us a little bit, how did this whole project come about? Well, uh, I think this project started as far as um, 2008, um, and the inspiration to do a movie on Dr. Kaunda actually came from Dr. Kaunda himself. I remember it was on his, uh, one of his uh, uh, best days, and there was a reporter moving around the streets just asking people what they thought about who KK was, and something uh, caught my ear is that everything is a father the nation is a great man he did great for us so i began to ask myself if he's a great man like we put it why haven't we done much to preserve his history as well as just to tell his story to the world so it began to bother me and that's how i landed to a point where i said how about if we do a movie regarding this great man that we all feel is a great man and the inspiration just started from there and i began to study more about the old man so the more I studied about him, the more I began to fall in love with his story. And I realized that he was a great and untold story that the world would, couldn't wait to get to watch and listen and learn more. So that's how the journey of doing a movie started. That was like 15 years ago, and I had no film background. I had no connections, no money, no nothing. But I, I just believed to say there was a young KK who believed he could lead the nation to victory when he was a teacher. So I never had all the excuses that I could put across as to why we can do this movie. So I started talking to people in the industry that day, and it was rough because people felt like it's something that we couldn't do. We were not eligible to do it, and I said we can do it. So I began to study. I began to teach myself film. I Googled. I went on YouTube, and that's how we landed to where we are now and the passion to do film and specifically just to do this same story actually grew to uh, an inspiration of saying we can do much more as a nation and 13 years later here we are just trying to make this uh, dream come true so basically that's that's where the inspiration to do the movie on KK came from it was actually looking at the teacher who battled many, uh, you know, great lives. Uh, he became a bad father in order for him to be a good leader at the end of the day, you understand? So the time that he is uh, making progress on being the leader of a nation, he became absent as a father at home. So it, we're telling a story of 
an ordinary man that grows up from being a teacher to being a politician to become the first president of Zambia. So it's an amazing story that I believe young people really, really have to take an opportunity to get to learn from. And as a nation as well, we just have to be, you know, in a position where we have to safeguard and protect this this icon that we have and neglected and never told the story, you understand? So it is basically a motivation each and every day waking up knowing to say we can do better for the people that actually fought for the freedom and the peace that they enjoying today. Basically, I would say that that's how the journey started. Thank you. Very well put, sir. And a lot of the people across the world, they know uh, who Ma Martin Luther King is. People know who uh, Malcolm X uh, was. And people know Mandela. Uh, people know about Kwame Nkrumah. But when you look back, Kenneth Kaunda, uh, in my humble opinion, is an icon that should be elevated to that status too. Because this is a gentleman who has uh, done I think almost everything that can possibly be done by uh, one person, because he sacrificed Zambia uh, uh, as a whole, the future, I mean, the economy, to protect and safeguard and preach uh, independence in Southern African countries. So it's high time that some of us, uh, I mean, we are we are very grateful for people like. Frank and the team working on this this project. So we are very, very appreciative of what you, uh, you've been backing on, sir. So let me s- just switch gears a little bit. I know you mentioned uh, most people, when they look at leaders, they don't really know what happens uh, behind the scenes. I, you just mentioned that when he was fighting uh, on the on the front line, his family sort of like he had put his family life on hold because most people don't really, I think for some of us as association president, the things that we do, I think I'm speaking on behalf of most of the leaders across the country, especially those who are active. When you are very much active in some of these uh, initiatives, it takes a toll on your family life because can you speak a little bit in terms of like what you learned uh, was happening behind the scenes as KK was uh, pushing for, uh, I mean, just very much at the center of the uh, struggle uh, during uh, prior to 1964. What stood out as to how the uh, family was taking the pressure, him being gone most of the time, being locked up and things like that. Can you speak a little bit about that? So, uh, you know, when I get to learn more about who Dr. Kenneth Kabai is, I realize that the one important of every leader that would want to make uh, a great leader, and that is uh, having an ideology. You know, we having a position is very, very much 100% different than being a leader. We do have people who are in the position of power, and yet they're not leaders. So where am I coming mm-hmm. from? We're talking about a man who, who stood on his ideology. I remember last time I told the story, I'm not sure if it was clear because of the net, or now he stopped eating. 
what you think it is about how he wanted to help to be healthy and whatnot. But he said he stopped that in his stages. He was very young and vibrant. And the reason why he's eating meat was because there were two ladies that went by rotten meat in their white book to complain about the high price of uh, rotten meat. And the white man got upset, he got an iron bar, and he manhandled the lady close to death. So when Kenneth Kaunda saw the blood flowing on those ladies, he, he made a vow to say, I'll never eat that my people can't afford. And between about over 50 to 60 years today, he still doesn't eat meat. You understand? We are talking about somebody who almost gave up his presidency just because the nation went to the dogs, people became drunkards. You understand? So mm-hmm. a lot for us to be free. We're talking about somebody who became absent at home. His family starved emotionally because he was out there believing that he could fight for what we have right now. When KK, when KK stepped out as, uh, as a teacher, he never wanted to be a politician. It was uh, the likes of uh, uh, the great legendary Simon Mansagapuepe that followed him up and told him to say, there's a battle in the city and we want you to pray along. When he came to the city, his mother and the wife wasn't over the idea that he should be in politics because it brought a lot of risk on the families and the kids and what. But after some time, they realized that he was fighting for a great cause and they became the pillar of a young man who decided. So every time he wanted to give up, they stood after him and said, we might have thought about this, but we don't know how important your assignment is. So we're talking about a lot of decisions that were made in sacrifice for us to get to where we are. So when you look at the leadership of uh, our forefathers in general, they had a heart of unity. They worked, with, they worked with one heart in order to achieve the results that we are actually enjoying right now. So there are a lot of things that we are going to be telling in a movie that young people really can get to learn from. Not only the leadership aspect, we are talking about it's an inspiration to rise from being a teacher to being the first president of Zambia. It's an amazing story. The last 40, 30 years. So we are looking at a different perspective of a story that preserves our history. It teaches to say you can transform into something, it's just a matter of time. Where you are now is not who you are. You can move in the right direction depending on the choices that you make on things that benefit others. You understand? Today, most of mm-hmm. the leaders that we are actually working with, we're talking about people who put their interest in themselves. The difference between success and significance is that if you do something to benefit you, they'll call you successful. But if you do something to benefit others, it's called significancy. And that's where KK. You and I and everybody else to have the freedom that we have today. You know, when you look at the likes of KK, he had a mandate for every black man to walk free. Not just in Zambia or in Africa, but the entire world. That's why he had why? Because they believe that 
every black man has to walk a free man on the planet. So you can imagine how vast the responsibility was. That's why I believe to say and his team did for this world to be where it is today. It's not only Africa or Zambia, but the world at large. So it is an amazing story that we just can't wait to put out there so that people can get inspired, people can get to learn from. But most of all, we get to preserve this precious and part of our history and heritage. Very well put, sir. Very well put, sir. Yeah. Very well put. Yeah. So I, I know the the network sometimes. So for those who are just listening, uh, joining us, this is Anos Radio Show. It comes every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. This is your host, Noah Lovo, broadcasting live from the great state of Indiana, Indianapolis. And we are talking to Frank Kasonde, the producer of the KK movie called The Struggle. So the movie is due... Uh, in its infancy, trying to gather up the necessary items and things that need to be compiled to get the movie uh, to the screen. So let me bring in Mr. Uh, Jimmy Katuta, who is uh, here in the United States in Las Vegas. Uh, Mr. Mr. Katuta, can you speak a little bit about the importance, because Frank mentions a history and why it's important for us to tell the story, uh, of course, for our beloved uh, president. Can you speak a little bit on the importance of history as it relates to us as Zambian people telling our own history? Why is that so important for us to, to push forward on this movie? Uh, thank you. Thank you for that question. And you know, uh, what I love about Frank is that he's so modest. Uh, what he neglected to mention is that a lot of people, a lot of uh, movie producers, a lot of companies, movie companies have approached the Kaunda family to try and do a movie because people would ask, why hasn't the movie been done all this time? And it's because the... Kaunda family is a modest family. They, they, they don't like to show off. That is one family. That, that is why there was such a good first family for Zambia, because they lead by example. They don't believe in tooting their horn or trying to take credit for anything that was done. So a lot of people approached them to do the movie, and they declined. And they chose Frank because they wanted the story to be told by a Zambian. In, the, in our own words, so to speak. So the, the, the reason why it's important for us to tell this story, uh, Noah, is when you listen to Kaunda, those of us that have had the opportunity to talk to him, and by the way, he's very approachable. You know, you, you, he, he talks to everyone like, like a father talks to a child. And his biggest uh, biblical scripture that he quotes is that love your, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he lives by that. And that is why uh, those of us that were growing up in that era did not understand at the time why we went from being a very vibrant economy 
to suddenly being poor. And the reason is because Dr. Kaunda wasn't just satisfied with Zambia gaining independence. He would not rest until our surrounding neighbors got their independence. So as a, consequ as a consequence of that, Zambia was being bombed regularly by South Africa because Dr. Kaunda was trying to liberate South Africa by uh, southern Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe. They were bombing us because they wanted him not to take refugees. And he said, if you're going to, I am my brother's keeper. If you're going to hurt me, that's fine, but we're not going to release. They wanted us to deflect the refugees from coming into Zambia, and he wouldn't take that. So they would build bridges. Zambia would build bridges. Uh, South Africa would come and bomb them, and he'll still go back and build them until Zimbabwe got liberated and eventually South Africa and Mozambique and Namibia. So he did so much, and that story needs to be told because there, there are many leaders, like you said, that have had their story told, like uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Nelson Mandela. These are men that will remain in our history books forever. And the, just their sacrifice and their love for mankind is what makes us all good people because we listen and we follow them. Dr. Kaunda is just like that, and his story needs to be told. So we're very grateful, very grateful. And I am especially grateful to Frank for him to be a, a, a young man that literally started this thing uh, 13 years ago, can you imagine how young he must have been? But to have the patience, the courage to take on this responsibility, he's portraying a story of a country and Kaunda, Dr. Kaunda. So it's, it's a big undertaking. And for him, he I, the only thing I can say is that he has a, the anointing for him to tell this story. So we're very grateful for that. Very well put. Very well put. So, so Frank... We everybody appreciates uh, just you starting this progress. I mean, this process. Uh, it's monumental. It's not just a movie. It's telling Zambia's history. Because when you look at Kaunda uh, uh, as, as a person, he may not be seen just like as a person because he is Zambia itself. So, just like when you look at other countries. Uh, you certain individuals they remind you of certain places. For instance, reggae music. Always, most people they think of reggae music. Oh, it's Bob Marley and the Wailers, or Peter Tosh, or Jimmy Cliff. And when you talk of Zambian soccer, for some of us, you would say, oh, it's the Great Kalu. And others who were sort of like a little bit uh, older, they will say oh, it's Godfrey Chitalu. And when you look at other countries like Zambia, most people, they may not know anyone in Zambia, but they've heard of Kaunda or they've heard of Kalushabalia. So telling uh, Kaunda's uh, history, it's painting a picture for Zambia. So, uh, Frank, can you speak a little bit in terms of uh, how the picture is shaping up, the documentaries that you've done, uh, for this eight to nine years, uh, where are we in terms of uh, 
putting everything onto the screen. Can you speak a little bit in terms of what has been done and what needs to be done? Okay, basically what took most of our time is product itself. You know, for you to have a great movie, you require three things. And number one is actually a story. And number two is actually a story. And number three is actually a story. So for the last, I'll say, eight years, what has kept busy is that we have been trying to put together a story, you know. KK is a great and huge story on its own, but we decided to pick a particular story that has been left vulnerable, which is the pre-independence. You understand? So most of the people only know what Kiki did when he became president and in power. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so we decided, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to give the young people all the pieces, let them pick from what they would want to know about the old man. So what most of the young people do know when we were growing up is on who KK was uh, post-independence. But we said, okay, what about the pre-independence? Let's give them the person that actually fought for what they do benefit. So we are telling uh, a KK story from a pre-independence story from the day he was born to the day he became president. So we have been gathering this story that we were never part of. So uh, in the long way back, we conducted like over 40, free, uh, over 40 interviews with freedom fighters, the likes of uh, Dr. Vernon Manga, the likes of Honorable Scott Tawina, the likes of the late Mama Nkasa, uh, Zulu, uh, Mama Christine Mlundika. Then we also spoke to a lot of freedom fighters who were not actively written on paper. You understand? We're talking about sitting down with an old person who took who could say, no, I was actually young this time. This is what we could do. This is what we could do at this time. You know, basically just that and whatnot. So we, we, we got a story, and we are still building a story. We do have a script right now, and it's being fine-tuned uh, with a few of, uh, you know, writers that we have gotten in different parts of, uh, of the world. And we are building our story bit by bit to something that we believe if we present to the world is something that they can relate with and be excited. And secondly, we have been doing our team building. We are getting different types of producers. So we've got producers in the Hollywood. We've got producers from Nigeria. We've got producers from Zambia. So we are actually building a huge team that will enable to undertake this project that we believe can, all, can be done as one country. So the idea is that we're going to be shooting in four states. We're going to be shooting in Zambia, where the original uh, structures like uh, Luwa Mission, where he was born in, which still stands today, which is an advantage for us. Then we're going to be shooting some of the structures that still look old here in South Africa. We're going to be shooting in London, where he went for the last meetings before the the conclusion of him being uh, the first president and whatnot. And we're talking about shooting in Atlanta where I met Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. So it is a vast project that we believe we need different individuals, different backgrounds and experiences for us to come on board and say, what can we do to make it right? So we're actually doing great that we are building a great team. Then secondly, we are in the position where we are now starting our fundraising venture. So right now, the team is readily available, and we are beginning to knock on post doors and see how best we can get the funding in. So the budget is 
pretty much huge. We're looking at a minimum of 20 million US dollars because we're going to be screening on international markets like Box Office, IMAX, TV, and DSTV. So we want to sell the product on the international market. That's why we decided we need a huge team and we need a huge budget and we definitely need a Hollywood star to portray the character of Dr. Kenneth Kaunda. The reason being is that we want to market him to the world market. You know, when you look at South Africans, they've had a test of movies like uh, Long Up to Freedom that was starred by Idris Elba, then the Vodian Victors that was starred by uh, the legendary... Uh, was it Morgan, Freeman. Uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yes, then we've got the likes of uh, uh, Winnie Mandela, which was portrayed by Jennifer Hudson and Terrace Hood. These are big Hollywood stars. And right now, KK, uh, Minnie Mandela has been marketed to be a world icon because they use the face that people do know. You understand? I tell people to say, mm-hmm. Hollywood is not a country. Hollywood is not America. Hollywood is an environment. That is why people like Luita Nyong'o, who are Africans and made it in the film industry, they've been, put, they've been called Hollywood stars. So it's an environment that has been created by different creators actors and directors from different parts of the world. So we tend to sit down and say, no, we don't need to be in Hollywood in order to do a big movie. I tell people to say, that is an environment that has been created for ages. So if we want to portray this movie on the world market, the only way is that we need to tap into the Hollywood market. And the only way to do that is by telling a story and getting a face that Hollywood knows and tie it to our story. And after we get an exposure where our own people can begin to go in Hollywood and be part of some of the bigger projects outside. And we do that. We come back home and begin to do those things that we saw Hollywood does, and we can grow from there. That's how I believe that our industry and tourism and artists can only grow. So it's not only a movie, but it's also an opportunity that is going to open a lot of doors for our tourism, arts, and culture. Basically, that's the direction. So right now, what we have is that we are looking deeply, deeply into getting partners who are going to come on board. We get seed money. Seed money is the money that is going to help us to start running around. Because right now we believe that where we have reached, we need to start having meetings in person to strategize. Or now we're going to move forward because now we are moving on a delicate part of the project, which is fundraising, which needs a lot of momentum, a lot of energy and for that to do that we need to start meeting in person come fisting uh, next year so we are at the position where we're really appealing to a lot of people that are in the position getting funding and support of people who know people funding so that we can get partners and get this project off the ground and put it to sleep come next year thank you that was Mr. Frank Kasode uh, uh, the, the main producer for this uh, KK movie. So let's take a short commercial break, listen to, I think this is a song by, of course, uh, KK, and give you a little bit of time to stretch and just to it, walk around. Mr. President, let's switch to, the, to your political... Oh. oh, so no, I think I played the wrong song. So this is actually... Uh, this is a okay, song I, I sang for Miss Kaunda when I was quoting her 60 years ago. We are 60 years married now. I hope you beat our record. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, Mr. Katuta, uh, can you speak a little bit on the marketing? I'm 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 sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. I apologize for that. I had my phone on mute. Uh, the the repeat the question if you don't mind, please. Oh sure. Yeah. So can you speak a little bit in terms of uh, what the uh, the outlook is looking like in terms of the people we are reaching out to, and also the the marketing of the of the movie, and also the people that I think you may have, because uh, I know you you have some contacts there in Hollywood. Can you just talk a little bit in terms of what has been done from your end? Okay, thank you, thank you for that. Um, we 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 are making progress. It's it's gradual. Uh, the the unfortunate thing is that the uh, coronavirus has really, really made it difficult for us to gain traction. Uh, we did have very, very significant uh, appointments and connections in Hollywood. Uh, we've had a chance to talk to people like uh, Danny Glover. Uh, we're talking to, and before before I forget, we also on our team we also have our very own. Uh, Akende, uh, who's a Zambian actor. He's also part of the project. And we are doing very well as far as marketing goes. Uh, we, we are on track to raise the money. What we need, and because of you giving us this platform, we hope that we can reach out uh, to more people. Our budget for the movie is $20 million. And uh, our friends and uh, partners in Hollywood suggested that we begin with a, a documentary because even though Dr. Kaunda is widely popular and well-known in Africa, uh, he's not so much known on the world stage. So this is how we bring his story about so that people can be aware of who he is and what he has done, not only for Zambia but for Africa. And then with that documentary, then we'll follow up with the actual uh, film. So we are working, and we've had, like uh, Chancellor mentioned, we've had the opportunity to bring on uh, a producer from from uh, Nollywood in Nigeria, a uh, very, very dear friend of ours, Ralph. Uh, he has brought on a lot of ideas. So our marketing is really, really prog uh, progressing. So we are, we're doing well, to answer your question. Uh, it would be nice if we could have more of these uh, forums like, you, like, like you're giving us just to get the word out there. And, and we're happy to keep the people up to date and updated as, as, as the progress goes on. Because just like Dr. Kaunda was, we're very transparent. Uh, this is not only uh, a project for the producers, this is a project for Zambia. So we're we telling the story as we go and we have everything set up. We have bank accounts set up in the United States. We have a bank account set up in the U uh, in Zambia as well. And we are all over the the, the world, like Chancellor said. I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, Frank is in South Africa. Chancellor is in Zambia. And we have another uh, friend of ours who's also a colleague, Ayushi, who I believe is in India right now. And then we have, of course, uh, Ralph, who's in Nigeria. And we're still building our team, getting it stronger. And as we go, we'll get to we'll get to the promised land, so to speak. 
Thank you. Thank you, sir, for that. So let's go ahead and open it up the, to our listeners. And let me see. If you have a question, please mute your phone. Uh, sorry, those, if you don't have a question, mute your phone so that at least we can cut down the background noise. So uh, anyone with a question, please go, go through. If anyone has a question, you can just go ahead and speak. I've unmuted your your mics. Okay, looks like there's no one with a question, so go ahead and uh, proceed. So as we are getting to the home stretch here, we have about 12 minutes. So, uh, Mr. Frank, wh what do you want the listeners to know? What do you want the listeners to know? about this project? What's your pitch directly to our people? Okay, uh, the great message to our listeners right now is that uh, I just believe that we can do it together. You understand? Like, we, we can do it as one. And why do I say that? It's because I have seen it happen. We're talking about uh, people who, who actually fought. These, we're not talking about doctors. We're not about lawyers, we're not talking about PhD orders, we're just talking about possibly the highest of the freedom writers we had was a lawyer, was my Chona, and the rest were like teachers, and the rest were basic people. But they managed to get to a point where they fought this battle and they attained victory, right? Because they are the spirit of oneness, they could come together and agree on what they could do in order to achieve a certain common goal and they did it you understand so it never took PhDs it never took scientists and you know these great titles for them to achieve but when you look at today we're looking at people with different you know backgrounds and experiences and I feel that we can do much more than they did we are actually in an advantage place we did this WhatsApp. Look at the way it is. We are having this. We are having this platform, and we are speaking at once. And yet, we are in different parts of the world. They never did this. If they needed a meeting, they had to walk for hours to sit down to discuss. You understand? And yet, they achieved the great common goal. What? What of us? We've got WhatsApp. We've got internet. We can do these meetings at once without being in the same place. I believe that we we can just do great for our nation, Zambia. And I believe that this can be the starting point, you understand? This can be the starting point, like we cultivate the history of our nation. And it's going to bring a lot of confidence in young people, knowing what these people did for us. Because some of young people today, they just don't have it in them because they, they don't know where we're coming from. You know, there are certain families that will get up and just say, do you know me? I'm a Zulu. I'm a soul, based on where they're coming from, you understand? You can't do this with mm -hmm. Zulu man. You can't do this to a Zulu man. You can't do this to a, to, to a Katuta. You know, looking at your bloodline, looking at the family you have, there are certain things that you, they, can't, they just can't intimidate you. So if you walk as a Kaunda lookalike, you, you know to say, this is what Kaunda did. This is what he did. This is what he says. You get that pride and walk with it in life. And there are a lot of young people committing suicide just because they do not know exactly where they're coming from. You understand? So I believe that we can start from somewhere. We can start with our history. From building our history, we build our cultural values. When we get our cultural values, it is 
very easy to move. Look at Nigerians. One thing I love about Nigerians is that they'll always be Nigerians wherever they go. But some of us will go out in the country and we can be noticed. Do you know why? Because we want to blend in. Nigerians, they don't blend in. Nigerians want you to know they are Nigerians. That is why what, right now, what the Nigerian industry is the biggest industry in Africa in terms of film. Why? Because they produce Nigerian films. When it comes to music, they produce Nigerian music. They don't want to sugarcoat it. They don't want to hide. No, they stand out because they are original. The problem with us is that we shared away from our culture. People don't know how to get to us. And the only thing that you care that is extraordinary is your culture. You understand? So I believe that we can start from somewhere. And that somewhere is our history. We get our history back. We get our pride back. We get our cultural values back. Then we sell it to the world. And that's the only thing that people buy. That's the only thing that people buy. You understand? So I, I believe that we can start from somewhere. We can start from somewhere. And that somewhere is getting back our pride. Because we have lost it. We are talking about 56 years of independence. And we can barely be described by anything to do with our culture. You understand? It is so sad that today mm-hmm. we, can, we, we respect more traditional ceremonies than our national ceremonies. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The president will go to Enchuala ceremony and he's going to be kneeling, he's going to be doing all those things. And we don't do that for independence. You know why? Because our, our cultures have been maintained in our ethnic groups more than the nation. I believe when we were growing up, I was so young, I remember that. But we could celebrate independence. I remember we could make cold drinks in big containers, walking to the stadiums. It's going to be packed in the stadiums. But today when you talk about 24th independence, do you know what people are doing? They're in Sanctuary Beach. They're mm-hmm. going out, they're drinking, they're doing nothing. Do you know why? It doesn't matter because they do not know exactly what that day does to them. But it was a great day way back. We could go and we would be summoned in a huge stadium, in the Independence Stadium, and Zambia is going to be playing that day. The place is going to be there. It's going to be the band. It was memorable. But that has gone to the dogs. That doesn't happen anymore because even the people that we have in key positions right now, they don't even appreciate the people that put them in that place, in, in those positions. You understand? So I just feel that we're in the position where we really need to go back and ask for forgiveness from the people that actually gave us this seat. The problem is that I've been to most of our freedom fighters' houses. They are struggling. Can you imagine people who fought for our freedom as fighting today? I went, the other day we went to Honorable Scott Winner's house. He was complaining. We went to Mama, uh, Christina Malundu. I don't even have a house owned by the government. This house was given me by my daughter. Right now. We're talking about a freedom fighter. We're talking about people who could fight for our freedom. We're talking about Mama, uh, Mama Christina Mulundig actually told me a touching story. She told me to say, the first three kids that I had, if I give birthday, the following day I have to be up and running, going for rallies, going to fight for what you guys have to do. You imagine how painful that would be. Somebody who gives birthday and tomorrow they're up and running, throwing stones at the police, things like that. You understand? So they tell me, we are still fighting, and yet we fought. So it's a tragedy as young people. We are suffering certain things that we don't understand why, because 
We have neglected our parents, just like any other family. If you neglect your parents, you may have everything, but things just don't go according to how you want because you've neglected the voice that actually spoke life in you. And so I believe that as a nation, we really, really need to do something that can unlock the blessings for us and move forward and win the poor, you know, the economic battles that we have now. So basically, that is a perspective of our looking at it like we'll get a blessing we get to celebrate this place, the freedom that we have now yeah it it couldn't have been said uh, better mr frank thank you thank you for that so mr katuta just one minute if you can uh, make your pitch to the to the listeners uh what i'd like to say is one of the spirits of Africa that most of us live by is that saying, that old saying that you hear echoed in all African countries and African tribes. It takes a village to raise a child. I would like us to adopt that same spirit and understand that for us to get this story told, it will take the village. This is not something that you can leave to one person or to a group of people. This is one of those things that it's going to have to be a movement. Everybody, and I I, I appeal to all the Zambians abroad and back home to donate so that we can have our story told. Keep in mind, on a business side, this will not only help tell our story, but it will bring tourism to our country, which is so desperately needed. Once this story is told, uh, the, the movie, the documentary, these, these will be shot in areas that will showcase our country. This will showcase our landscape, and it will attract tourists. So I urge you, to reach deep into your hearts and into your pockets and contribute to this cause. We're doing what we can on this end. JK and Partners is very, very committed to this project. We are going door-to-door. We are reaching out to our vast network that we have established here over the past 25 years, and we're going to get it done. It's going to be done. There's no doubt about that. This movie will be done, will be done, and it's going to be a huge success. I just want everybody to be part of it so we can own it and help us develop our country, help us develop our economy, and show the love that we have for our country. The other thing that I would like to tell everybody is that when you look at your children growing up right now, and I'm speaking to the Zambians here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially so I think, those yeah, of us that are, yes, we were, we are running down. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut you short right there. We are running okay. down on time. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Zanos radio show. It comes every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. This was a continuation of the show we had last week, the making of the KK movie entitled The Struggle. You are listening to the producer, 
of the program um, of the movie, Mr. Frank Asonde joining us live from South Africa, Mr. Jimmy Katuta who's working on the marketing on the United States front here. So again, those who are interested in making a donation, please we'll be putting up a website very soon. You can get in touch with the Nose Radio Show or myself, Noah here, association leader for the Indiana chapter and we'll provide more information. But for now, we have run out of time, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll regroup and meet again next week at the same time on the news radio show. Again, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to our show. And thank you, Mr. Frank. Thank you, Mr. Jimmy.